liftoff and the clock has started. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 11 of Connect 5, the exclusive podcast from ATD Central Iowa, bringing you the stories, insights, and need-to-know information right from the people who have it to help you thrive in talent development. ATD Central Iowa is Iowa's largest chapter of the National Association for Talent Development, focused on bringing our members high-impact programming, resources, and connections to support personal and professional development and continuous growth. Check us out at atdiowa.org and all of our social media channels to learn more about the benefits of membership and how you can get involved. I'm your host, Adam Rich, and we've got yet another just incredibly special guest here in the virtual studio who goes by the name of Rana Baranobis. Rana, welcome to the show. Thanks, Adam. Happy to be here. Absolutely. So for uh, any of our listeners who don't know what I do or where I work, I get the pleasure of building and leading organizational development initiatives at Athene. And uh, even better than all of that is I get to work for a fabulous person who just so happens to be the same person we get to talk to today. So I'm pretty jazzed to introduce you, Rana, uh, to the world, all of our listeners here. So let's start from square one. Tell us, who is Rana Baranobis? Thanks, Adam. Uh, I'm really excited to be here. I think that's a big question. Uh, the simplest way to to answer that is that I have the privilege of leading how a theme shows up in the community, how we help to support learning across the organization, and how we communicate with one another internally. So I'm I'm really proud and pleased to to work with such an amazing team that's that's so nice of you to say hopefully this podcast will be this episode will be filled with niceties where we just share how much we enjoy working with each other i'm sure that that's how it goes today <laughs> uh but who who is uh who's rana baranovas and the outside of work yeah it, it uh that that as well as is really not that exciting however uh i i am I am a wife, I am a daughter, I am a mother, I am a grandmother, I am a friend, I am um, a community uh, advocate uh, and uh, a champion for DEI. You uh, absolutely are all of those things. Uh, your your hand is in just so many different cookie jars. And I think one of the things that I love and respect about you the most is how involved you are in the community. You know, you're serving on multiple boards, volunteering your time, being an advocate uh, for a lot of these really critical organizations. So what have been the highlights for you as you look back through your journey uh, and engagement with all these community organizations that you've been a part of? Well, I think that when it comes to community involvement, it it has to be not only from your heart, because you know that you can make a difference. And that's truly what the goal is, is to to help influence or impact an organization in a way where you can bring your strengths, that you can you can help to influence change, meaningful change. And uh, when you do, for example, serve on a board, that you leave that role feeling like there was legacy impact. And that's how I look at every opportunity that I've had in serving on community boards uh, for forever, for for a number of years. So, So that's really how I look at it. And I feel like that it's more than just doing the right thing. It it 
it helps to leave an imprint of how how service matters and how how you re- are rewarded and w- when it, when you walk away from that experience. Yeah, and what are some of the things that you're doing right now? Right now, um, I'm serving I'm serving on a few boards and uh, a number of advisory uh, committees. So one of the primary uh, things that I'm in the throes of right now is I serve on the executive board for the Greater Outdoor Foundation Icon Project, and Athene has been very connected to improving our environment. Uh, so much so that we we've kind of gone all in from a financial perspective through our foundation on projects like the Athene North Shore, the Athene Pedestrian Bridge, and most recently, we've put a substantial financial commitment to water quality improvement initiatives through the Great Outdoor Foundation. So, I'm. I'm also going to be serving as the Wild Prairie Champion, which is an annual fundraiser for the Great Outdoor Foundation, where I'm going to help to raise money for the Great Outdoor Foundation this year. But that's just one thing that that I'm involved in. I also uh, am the secretary of the board of directors for Urban Dreams, which is an organization committed to inner city, uh, helping to, to support inner city needs from food to programs to uh, educational support for uh, teens that that need that initi- that extra uh, help uh, to with the goal of helping them to graduate I also serve on the Oak Ridge neighborhood uh, Association board of directors which is a, a neighborhood that really helps individuals to thrive in uh, in the Greater Des Moines area, where otherwise they may not have housing or other needs to to survive and thrive in, in a community, and then I serve on the United Way committee. Uh, I serve on uh, the Greater Des Moines Partnership Marketing Committee. So those are just a few of the things that I'm involved in. Yeah, right uh, that's just a, just a few things you got going on right now. Incredible <laughs> stuff. What a take us behind the curtain a little bit. Um, and oh, I should mention as well for anybody located at, listening in the Central Iowa area, Rana is a TV star, so you may see her pop up in one of those Icon Waterways commercial. I know one day I was sitting having breakfast and I looked up and I saw your face on TV uh, and it made my morning that much better. So be on the lookout for that, everybody. Um, but but take us behind the curtain a little bit. So as you know, as you're serving on those boards, what are some of the things that you're doing, uh, you know, in, in those roles? You know, are you managing projects? Yeah. Or are you just kind of consulting? Tell us a little bit about kind of what you're up to in those spots. Yeah, that's that's a really great question. I'll use ICON as an example. I I serve on the inclusion committee uh, and lit, chair that committee and and lead uh, a group of experts, community advisors to define how we want the ICON Water Trails project to be defined, and that means ensuring that there's accessibility for all all physical abilities or disabilities that we're thinking about users people that are and inviting and making it welcome for all cultures and uh, facets of people uh, that that live and work in the greater Des Moines and beyond 
area. Uh, so I'm I'm really excited that we have this group that wants to make sure that the board and the project owners are considering how we make sure that everybody everybody feels welcome when it comes to the project. We the project is underway, but we still there's a lot of work to do. It will take several years for it to be complete. So we're 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 doing everything we can to ensure that that's part of the game plan going forward. Uh, some of the other things uh, that I'm working on. So with Urban Dreams, we we completed a capital fundraising campaign to move to a warehouse, a new building. I'm, I'm going to use the term new. It's actually an old building that's in the in the throes of renovation. And I couldn't be more proud of being part of a capital campaign initiative where we will be debt free after uh, we are debt free and through the completion of the building, which is set to be done in October, November-ish, uh, to, to walk into that building and not have an ounce of, of debt. So that I'm really super proud of that. And the building itself will have uh, more technic technical advantages and, and advances for the young students that come in and need that extra that extra support will also have a food pantry uh, that folks in the neighborhood will be able to access uh, literally every day of the week. So there, there's there's things that I, I couldn't be more proud of that that are ongoing. And I see the results and outcomes of that hard yeah, work. It's absolutely incredible work. And, and I'm curious to know what your... You know, we have a lot of people. So ATD Central Iowa is a nonprofit as well, obviously focused more on kind of the talent development side and professional development for people. But, you know, we have lots of great board opportunities and sometimes we struggle to get people to raise their hands, uh, you know, to join in. So I'd love to know what advice you have for someone who's either thinking about joining a board or maybe getting in more involved with, you know, whether that's professional development stuff or even community initiatives. What are the types of things you've learned through your experience that have been, you know, in those types of capacities that are valuable for you know your day-to-day -day. yeah that's when i put my recruiting hat on because when you want a board is a make or break component of an organization so your your organization is only going to be as good as the board the foundational board that you have and when i think about when i go to look for membership somebody to either succeed me or to help strengthen the board itself, you have to identify who's on the board now. Are they all the same type of people? Are they the same people? Do they think alike? Do they have the same strengths? And if so, you're doing yourself a disservice by not broadening the scope of innovation and diverse thought. Uh, so that'd be my the first thing I would do. But when I act actually go out to look for someone. I look for someone very different from me and somebody who brings in a strength that we may not have on the board right now. So for example, if I'm sitting, if I know in past experiences, we've, we've needed help with, and I won't name the board, but at the time we had a, we needed more help with governance and we weren't sure about 
some of the legality pieces without going out and spending money with an attorney. And oftentimes it was it was in kind services. So I shouldn't say it was never handled. But we need to look for an attorney. We needed to find someone that could help strengthen that piece of, of our board. And we found an amazing individual that had a passion uh, for the type of work that the board was working on. But it takes work. I mean, you have to, to recruit. I, I mean, literally recruit. You you yourself look, uh, I think LinkedIn's a great place to find talent and and reach out to people if you don't know them. But I always think it's best to, to start with people you know. And if, and if there's somebody that you think would be phenomenal and, and you think, well, they're outside of our scope or our reach, you're doing, you know, you need to take the shot. You need to meet with them. And if they, and if they accept that invitation to meet and talk about it uh, and they can't do it, then get, get, get some names from them, get, get opportunity names and opportunities or whoever that might be, but you'll, you will find that person if you keep digging and it's it's not as it's not always that easy but it has to be someone who has the passion that for me that's the core of it if they have a passion for learning and development the the thing is we often just look to fill a gap but we also need to to tell them what's in it for them what they will gain from the experience i think serving on a board does nothing but builds your resume and builds your brand and and helped you as an individual to be to to be seen uh, as this this difference maker. And so for for me, back to your point about development, it's amazing development. It helps you to learn different skills. It helps you to understand how people think and you know what it means to be to gut go, what governance means uh, i learned more about governance by being on a board than i ever learned in my mm-hmm. life you know being on the job yeah i i appreciate that that insight because those are you know i'm just over here you know no i know people listening can't see this but you know my head is just going up and down up and down up and down as you're talking about that because uh, i think about you know just my own experience and i would love you know it's kind of on my radar eventually to get more involved outside this is atd central i was kind of been the first step for me uh but as the vp of operations leading the technology sig for a couple of years and now coming into the president role next year um i think about all these things that i have you know project management give you an example of that for me has been huge it's never something that I've been a huge fan of doing. It's not my favorite thing in the world to do, but I've I've needed to build that skill. And through my involvement in this board, it's given me another vehicle to you know lead projects and figure out how do how do we hold ourselves accountable, how do we set goals, how do we effectively budget for things, which are all things that I can take and directly use every single day in my day to day. So uh, for anybody out there that's interested in getting more involved or, or joining a board or anything, it's it's really top-notch development. And I think my favorite part is it feels like a safe space to do it. I don't know if that's been your experience too, but you know, like mm-hmm. for volunteer boards specifically, you know, it's how much are you willing to give of yourself? Really what you can accomplish is based on how much you're willing to give. Um, and, and it's been fun to be able to just try some things. Yeah. I think that's really profound, Adam, because uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a safe space. I love that. And it's also, uh, an opportunity to take risks. You you can you can bring things to the table. Although you should always do that, right? You should always uh, put yourself in a position where you want to stretch and 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 take a leap. 
but with a board, because you're with a, a group of people that share a passion, you can you can suggest uh, things, innovative ideas, things that that may be outside of what the normal uh, business business as usual would be. So yeah, I think I think it's great, and I love that you recognize. I think that's the key is recognizing how that development. You you mentioned budgeting and project management. I think that's a fantastic way to position what board service can mean. It is absolutely a crown jewel when it comes to development. For sure. Uh, I want to take a uh, hard pivot and come back to your day-to-day a little bit. We've been talking about your community involvement and learned all sorts of stuff. Uh, as you mentioned in your intro, you wear a lot of hats at Athene. So leading corporate social responsibility, organizational development, employee engagement, and internal communication initiatives across the enterprise. There's a lot for, for one role. Um, but here's my question for you. Uh, this And this question is a little bit of a like, which one is your favorite kid type of question. So I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer or if you're actually <laughs> going to be willing to, to answer it uh, honestly. But if someone came to you today and said, we're going to break these four things you're doing uh, into separate teams and you get to lead one of them, which one would that be? Wow. Wow. What a great question. Because you're good at all of them. Uh, you know, like I'm curious to know, well, where does your true passion lie? Is it with me or am I not your favorite child? <laughs> Let me put it this way. You said the question was, which one of these would I yep. choose if I had to choose? Mm-hmm. And here's my answer. I would choose because I have such great team members that could carry the torch without me, I would choose corporate social responsibility. I'm not surprised by that. I'm going to say that real quick. That's what I thought you would say at the beginning. So I'm glad that my biases were confirmed. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. I've got such great leaders, you included, that lead the work for for, for organizational development and internal comms that I would, I, I am so proud and feel that I could, I could walk away and you all would be just fine. You, and that's, you know, I, I, right. You mentioned I lead all this work. I have that privilege, but I don't do it alone. And it is the, it is my team that are the real warriors that do all the work. So I, I'm just blessed that way. I'm incredibly grateful that, and I think that's where somebody as a, a leader in in my position, that's that's what's so great about the opportunity to lead is that you can see see the fruits of the labor of your team and see them thrive and grow and become bigger and better. That's that's you know that's where my heart is. My cup is filled and my heart gets fulfilled. sure. And, but in your heart of hearts, it's really CSR, corporate social responsibility, that holds the deepest connection in your heart no i i wouldn't say it holds the deepest at all i would say that it if at this point in time i would that's where i would feel the most comfortable all right. i love og communications is newer to me as you know that, that although it is it kind of goes hand in hand with organizational development making sure that our that we communicate as effectively as 
possible. So no, you're not going to get okay. that one, young man. All right, I tried. You can't. You can't blame a guy for trying. Uh, it's okay. So, uh, Arana, I I appreciate that conversation. Uh, learned a lot about you, uh, even stuff that maybe I hadn't heard before. So it's good to be able to dig into some of that a little bit more and introduce you and your wonderful story to everybody. Uh, but we got the back half of this thing yet to go, and that is the five. So if it's good for you, uh, you good if we move into that next section? Absolutely. It's time for the five. Time for the five. So this is the point in the show where we ask you, Rana, to run down the five. The lesson learned, so something you learned the hard way through a mistake or failure. The story, so a story about a memorable event or experience in your career. The secret to success, a tip or insight about what you think is the most important thing someone needs to do or skill they need to have to be successful in talent development. We'll get uh, get you with the hot take, a controversial or unpopular opinion you have about talent development. And finally, the role model, so someone who is influential in your career and why. So let's start from the very top and that will kick us off with the lesson learned it's the lesson learned yeah the question about a lesson learned it's interesting to me because i can't pinpoint any one thing that is sort of that huge aha pivotal lesson in in my life however there have been a lot of little things that that as I as I reflect that that have helped me to understand how I can be better. And I will say that in on the whole, one of the most impactful learnings for me was recognizing self-awareness and the value of self-awareness. Um, er, and early on in my career, uh, I made a lot of what I would say, learn learning, they're they're not mistakes if you learn from them, right? I, I had a lot of uh, a lot of things that I that I recognized could have gone better, and over time realized that self awareness was at the core of all of it. And so, the, some of the things that I that I realized could have gone better were, you know, moving too fast. Uh, early on in my career, I was on this mission to just you know, move fast and be the best and do the best and work really hard. And in doing that, you, you end up, you end up, you know, bypassing people and, and, and not, not realizing the downstream impacts if you don't collaborate or include others when it comes to moving forward on something. So many, there've been a few times when I, I just I made a decision to move forward without recognizing how that might impact somebody else. So that was something early on, uh, realizing that uh, I have to recognize how other people might receive something and not always rec- realizing that, wow, that that didn't land as I hoped it would. But it's because I didn't position it in a way that would have landed best with them. And I I had to learn how to think about how somebody else might feel about that message. So, and there's a, I mean, there's a ton of them. There are are just so many things, but, but that's really it. I mean, I just think along the way and realizing that those lessons helped me to be better and helped me to own the fact that I could have done better instead of trying to make excuses about 
you know, why it didn't go well, because I think that's the biggest mistake anybody can make is trying to come up with why it didn't go well instead of self-reflecting. I think self-reflecting is, is powerful and can be used in such a great way. There's nobody that will walk away from you upset when you can say, I own it. That's my bad. I should have done this, that, or the other. And going forward, this is how it will look. I've, it's never failed me to, to own up to something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the accountability is, is huge. I, for me, accountability is probably one of the biggest trust builders or trust destroyers of anybody. You know, if the, mm-hmm. things go wrong, mm-hmm. things are bound to go wrong. And, you know, but if it's always something else, not me, then th- that's one of my biggest pet peeves that I, I struggle with, you know, when I interact with people like that. It's it's one of the things that just like, because it's so important to me to do exactly what you just said. The same thing, like things are going to go wrong. I'll take accountability for what happened. I, I remember a story. This is a quick tangent, but I remember I, I worked at KCCI TV a long time ago and I was in the newsroom and my job was tape editor. So my job essentially was the producer would give me a list of like little videos and news packages and stuff that I would need to like download from a server that were national news, whatever. I had to put them on a tape, make sure the tape was reround and ready to go and then hand it over to the people in the engineering department that would, you know, put the tape in and hit play. Um, and I remember one day, uh, I was watching the newscast and one of the things that I did and they and the tape ran, I knew what was coming up and it was uh, the very end of the tape. So basically it was like the very end of the story and then it cut to whatever else happened to be on there. And that was on the news. And I remember coming back to the newsroom and I walked up to the producer after the show. I was like, hey, I'm really sorry. That was totally on me. I did not re- rewind that tape. I'm so sorry that happened. I won't. I'll make sure that I do better next time. And she's like, cool. Thanks for that. And I remember that being profound to me, like, oh, okay, good. She's like, she's not super angry at me. She's just like, hey, I appreciate it. So long story short, I appreciate that, uh, that insight. Uh, really great lesson learned. Uh, so let's go to number two, and that is the memorable story. It's story time. Yeah. yeah this is another one, Adam. When you ask about um, a one-time thing, it's really hard for me to to come up with just one. I think for me, the 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 most memorable and accomplished things that that I can reflect on with fondness and pride uh, relate back to the people that I've had the privilege of leading and their accomplishments and knowing when I have had the opportunity to help help shape or influence or coach however they the, the things that they've they've worked on I've 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 been around a long time and I've led a lot of people, yet I can, for the most part, not, nothing's perfect, but for the most part, say at least 95% of the people that I've led have grown, have grown and have grown in many ways significantly. And I'll give a couple of examples without naming names. Uh, I, one person I led uh, right out of that that him getting out of college and I let him for several years now owns his own consulting company and is doing amazingly. Another one is uh, the executive director of a nonprofit and a state senator. Uh, And then all the other folks have, 
progressed in leadership roles, continued to grow, uh, accomplished great things, led great projects and initiatives. So I, I feel as though that that's been my purpose it, it, from a professional perspective. It's not about me. It's about them and their accomplishments. I love that sign of a true leader. Although you left out one of your people who started his own podcast. Uh, that was one of your good stories too. <laughs> Forgot about that one. You're okay. in there. You're Thanks. in there. You've, you've, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Without question. Yeah. All right. Thanks. All right. I'm just putting you on the spot. We'll just make it all about me. Why not? Uh, all right. So that is the memorable story. Let's move to number three. And that is the secret to success. Secret to success. Yeah. Success. For me, I'll go back to to self-awareness and really understanding how you you leverage that in a way that makes you better, that that you invest back in yourself and understanding where those where those shortcomings are, because we all have them. We all have them. And and when you know that you have them and you and you work on them, you you'll you'll advance and you'll grow and, and become better. A couple of things that I think each person, no matter what your craft is, what whatever your gifts are, whatever your strengths are, I think, uh, well, first and foremost, I think everybody needs to lean into their strengths, not to do a job because it's a job, because it pays well or whatever your reasons are for it, but you're doing, you're in a role that leverages your strengths, that at least 80% of the time you are day to day bringing your strengths to the table. And, and if you're not, then you need to reconsider what you're doing. The other thing I would say is that authenticity, bringing your true self, being your true self, feeling as though you can be you is important because if you have to have a false if you have to come to the table with this false sense about you, it's it won't feel the same way as it would be if you could be you, do you do you kind of mentality. And then being influential. I think no matter what your role is, if you can establish yourself as somebody who can be trusted, somebody who has who has something really impactful to say or that you you stop and listen and it resonates with you has an influence about them that they can they can they make you pay attention and you walk away being having bought in to what they said and that is not always easy and i think influence comes with having the ability to understand that ever not you can't take a look at anything with a cookie cutter approach you have to understand that there are people who who prefer to to hear something that's totally fact based that's totally data driven there's other people that want to understand details there's people who want more innovative uh, a more of an innovative message. And then there's an emotional response. People look at things emotionally. So really having a holistic way of thinking 
about how to influence. And that's not something that happens overnight. You have to work at it. Uh, yet I think that's when I've had the most success is when, when I've been able to, to come forward and be a, a storyteller. Influence and authenticity, two secrets to success that I wholeheartedly agree with. Thanks for dropping that knowledge on us today. Uh, uh, yeah. All right. Uh, we'll get three down, two to go. And next up is the hot take. Give it to me now. Hot take. Yes. So having, sharing an unpopular opinion. But, well, in the field of talent development, I think most people understand, would probably understand where I'm coming from. We tend to hear that people think learning is all about the important part of learning. It's getting as many degrees as you can or taking as many courses as you can or going to as many workshops as you can and attending webinars. And, and that is certainly a critical part of the learning paradigm for me. Uh, absolutely. We, we, we should all be lifelong learners. We hear that. That's kind of a buzzword. But we don't we shouldn't go a day without feeling like we learned something new. For me, in my long tenured career, learning the most powerful learning has come from uh, the relationships and the on the job experiences that I've had when I've had the opportunity to raise my hand. So I think learning comes the great majority of learning comes from those experiences versus the more formal learning. And if it weren't for the opportunity to, to shadow or witness someone else that I admired and, and felt was incredible at their craft, uh, I don't think I would have, I would have progressed in my career uh, as I have those experiences, those relationships and continuing to have informal mentors over my lifetime. But the key has been that I've driven my own destiny. It's been incumbent upon me to drive the car. I'm not a passenger. I'm in charge. I have to be the one that drives everything forward. Oftentimes people think that it's on my leader to, to make sure that I get a promotion or I've done the work. I've been really, I've worked really hard, but it's on us to bring that category, that topic forward, to, to make it very present with your leader, to demonstrate, here's what I'm working on. Here are the things that I am doing to be better on a scale of one to five. How, how would you rate that mm -hmm. development journey? For me, uh, so I really, I really think it, it that people feel like you know they they're passengers when in fact they should be driving. Yeah, uh, shooting fire out there. So all you doctors and master's degree holders, don't uh, don't add us here. No, but they're all they're It's all super. I'm I'm the same way. I love that, and we've had this conversation you and I before. We're like school just like doesn't really do it for me. I see the value and all the things that you can learn. You know, by getting graduate degree or or going after your doctorate. We got had a couple of guests and know a number of people in my life that are doing that and just like crushing it. Uh, for me, I, I'm kind of in the same boat as you, you know, just getting involved and trying things and pushing myself and learning from other people have been at least for me. And maybe it just comes down to personal preferences, right? What, what, which way do you learn best? And for me, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. So I appreciate that opinion. And uh, I think that's, it's a pretty hot take. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah. And, and very good point. Disclaimer. 
anyone in the medical field or being an attorney and accountant, yes, please get all the proper certifications. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well said. That's great. Uh, all right. Uh, well, we got one left, and that is the role model. Better buckle up, we always go full throttle. Put your hands together for the role models. Yes, I to to pick just one is 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 difficult because I've learned from so many people and I consider a role model someone that you admire, that that you are loyal to, that you have learned immense lessons and uh, has given you such strength and power. Uh, to be to be your best self, and I'm I will name um, the the CEO of my former company. He's since retired, and he he tapped me on the shoulder to do work that I really had no experience in, other than life experience, and it was a game changer for me. It was a pivotal change in my career. My, the majority of my career, even to this day, the majority of my career had been spent on sales and marketing. And I was very, I was very successful at it. I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. I was, uh, I was thriving. Uh, yet when the company decided to move into an initiative, and I, I eventually called it a movement of diversity, equity, and inclusion, uh, I, I was serving on an inclusion council. This was back in 2006. So I think it was well ahead what you see as very common and standard today. I was a member of that team and he tapped me on the shoulder to ask me, you know, I think you could probably lead this work and I need some help leading it. He was literally leading it uh, uh, with some help of the inclusion council. So I made the decision. It was a lateral move at the time. Uh, because I was leading national accounts in our sales division. But he asked me, would you be interested? I know you have a passion in this. And I I thought about it over a weekend and, and all paths led to absolutely. And so I made the leap and he gave me the keys and trusted me to come up with a strategy and empowered me to lead work and take risks and do do what I believe is is legacy work. And uh, I will, he, he taught me so much along the way. And I, I had a lot of missteps. Don't get me wrong. There were things that, that I thought would be impactful. And he helped, he challenged me. He challenged me uh, to not make assumptions and to be sure that, that, that we ask the people, we ask our team members that are, uh, the pe- the people that that worked there, you know, their feedback and opinions, and I loved that. And everything was predicated on the feedback mm-hmm. from the employees, and we had just tremendous, uh, it, tremendous success with how employees adopted and embraced how we could be the most inclusive company. So I still to this day. Um, have a relationship with him. He is still uh, a coach and mentor for me. Uh, and I value and treasure everything that I've learned from him. Yeah, somebody, the thing that stands out to me is, you know, and I think just personally, my own connection to to what you just said is you've got somebody who sees something in you that you might not see in yourself. Uh, and when it feels uncomfortable, at least in my experience, 
you know, when somebody taps you and says, hey, I, I think I, I would like to work with you or I'd like you to help us do this. And you're like, I don't know. And then they see it and you do it and you look back on that experience. And you're like, wow, you know, that was really insightful and really valuable for me. So uh, I think you did that for me when, when I joined this, whatever, what, what I'm doing right now. If I if I think back to it, hey, would you be interested to do this? It was like a random call on a Friday afternoon. Hey, this is going on. Would you be willing to step in? Like, Sure. Uh, and it's been great. So I, I appreciate that. Uh, and and really, that's, you know, to be honest with you, Rana, we, we got through everything. That's really all I have for you here today. So I want to say, first of all, thank you so much for taking the time uh, to share all of your stories. Uh, hopefully it was a good time. Absolutely good time, Adam. I've enjoyed every moment of it. And I'm really proud of you. And I can tell that this is one of your gifts and one of your strengths. And I hope you continue to evolve it. And uh, we'll have to see how we can incorporate your gift into what we do. I would love to. I would absolutely love to. Uh, and, and so thank you, Rana. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in again. We'll be back again soon for yet another absolutely can't miss episode of Connect 5. Until then, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and connect with us on social media. Then head out to atdiowa.org for all the latest information about upcoming events and how you can get connected to the benefits of chapter membership. Once again, I'm your host, Adam Rich. And on behalf of ATD Central Iowa, goodbye from Connect 5.